JP Fitness is what we do here. It's totally different than what any other place that I've ever seen has done. We strive to be the most educated trainers out there for our clients. I feel like we really care about our members and we always go the extra mile to make sure they're happy. Everybody sees results. Everybody's excited about coming to work out. They get in here, they put the hard work in. We want them to be looking forward to what they are trying to accomplish. We really add personal touches and really care about our clients. You're not just a member here, you're part of a family. Welcome everyone to the first ever JP Fitness Podcast. Woohoo! I'm Bobby. I'm Taylor. And we are certified personal trainers here in Mankato, Minnesota at a studio called JP Fitness. And we're here to cover topics related to health and wellness, fitness, uh, what you should be eating, all that good stuff. I became a personal trainer back in 2017, I believe. I have, I graduated from Minnesota State Mankato with actually a mass media and marketing degree, so not even exercise science. But I have been a trainer for a long time. I played college athletics. I am very in tune with people's body types, what differentiates people, and also sports-specific exercise and nutrition. So that's kind of what, why I'm in uh, this field. I'm very passionate about helping other people and uh, see, getting people to see the best results. I became a personal trainer two years ago. I have a bachelor's degree in exercise science and I also played some college athletics so I like to specialize in mobility and flexibility movements for rehab and try to just help people to find that balance in their life and be the best that they can be. So let's get to our first topic of today's podcast which is about why weight loss is not a linear process. So today we are going to talk about why losing weight is not a linear process. So what can cause losing weight to not be linear? There's many different things like hormones, you know, stress, having injuries, different genetics that people have, you know, consistency with their workouts, their diet, things like that. Yeah, and inconsistencies like outliers yeah like you said sleep eating and then injuries as well and I always like to say this too but gender I think gender plays a huge thing uh, or a huge role in why people don't lose weight linearly so yeah uh, so one thing that we want to talk about in terms of why maybe you're not seeing the scale move or seeing the results you want is people focusing on that scale and why maybe it isn't as important as people think, right? Mm -hmm. So one question I have for you, Taylor, that maybe you can answer is, why is BMI not as important as people think? Or why is that overall weight not as important too? So when it comes to BMI, that number is only going to take into consideration your height and your weight. So muscle weighs more than fat. So if you have a lot of muscle on you, you might test into a category that might be overweight when in reality you really have lower body fat and higher muscle mass. So that number is 
not a great one to look at and we would rather look at body fat percentage and lean um, muscle mass to better determine your body composition than a BMI or just looking at your weight on a scale. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have a client, she is so strong, oh my gosh, and she's awesome, she works her ass off, excuse me, butt off, and um, she is so strong, and she can't help but look at her overall weight and say, oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong, why am I not losing weight? Well, she's squatting 235 pounds, so she's obviously very strong for six reps, that's a lot. So, and she's a short, stocky woman. And for her, comparing her weight to someone who's maybe tall and leaner, yeah, they might weigh the same, but their muscle mass and their body composition is going to be made up completely different, right? Exactly. So, two different scenarios. And uh, that's just one reason why maybe your BMI, your overall weight doesn't really correlate with how healthy you are or why you shouldn't be looking at that overall weight on the scale every single day, right? So, you know, one thing we have at our gym is an in-body scale, which we love to use with our different members. Um, We hold competitions for people to, you know, correctly see how they should be losing body fat percentage on this scale um, and gain muscle mass as well. But there is definitely more effective measurements of BMI, and this, the in-body scale is definitely one of them. Uh, what are some other forms of effective measurements? Some of the most effective ways to measure your body composition is not only that in-body that Bobby said we have at our studio, but um, in an underwater weighing tank or going in a bod pod also is very accurate. But stepping on a normal scale is not because that's only going to tell you your weight and that doesn't tell you how it's broken down. So how often would you suggest to your clients or anyone that they should weigh in then? I would say you should weigh in one to two times a month. If you are weighing yourself too often, you're really just tracking your total body water and not realistic changes. So if you work hard and you track it once or twice a month, you will see results that have built over time. And that's kind of what we do with our competition. So we have our Fit60 competition that we do seasonally. And we have people in the community weigh in every two weeks to get a more accurate representation of where their results are at. And from there, yeah, you're still going to have water weight, obviously, but you can see a little bit more accurately of where your results are hitting like if you're eating enough your muscle mass is up your body fat's down all that good stuff so yeah so bobby how do you think male and female bodies are different for the weigh-ins i think that there's a lot of differences so uh yeah we kind of touched on that you know in the beginning about What can cause losing weight to not be linear? Gender is a huge one. Uh, It really is. Um, One thing that we see uh, is hormones and periods, to be honest. When when women are on their period, it it can spike and change significantly how their body weighs in. 
And I think that's important for women to be aware of is when you are in your period and you do step on a regular scale, you're probably going to gain weight, right? Because your body's inflamed and it's holding a lot more water and all that other stuff going on in there. So um, (laughs) just being aware of that and understanding, okay, this isn't going to maybe be an accurate representation of my body because I'm going through a significant change in my body right now, right? And the same thing for men. Men go through hormonal spurts as well. It's different for men. Obviously, they don't get their periods. So, But it is important to recognize that men, it's not going to be always linear as well with weight loss. You can't step on the scale and always expect to see results. Uh, With sleep, eating, you can be as consistent as you want, but stress can play a part too. So... I would say it's all about finding your balance. I mean, you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. And it is what it is. At the end of the day, they'll balance out and you are hitting the ground running. I think another thing between men and women is their bone density as well. Yeah. So when men typically weigh more, they will potentially burn more than women Mm -hmm. would. Um, Have more, you know, with their different hormones, you know, they're going to build muscle faster and they'll be able to lift heavier, you know, they'll be able to eat more. They're just, they're different. Mm-hmm. So their process through weight loss is going to be different than what a woman's would be. Mm-hmm. And so we oftentimes hear a lot of men and women who, like, we have couples who come in and train together and they'll be frustrated. You know, we have women who come in and they're like, oh, my husband just lost three pounds what the heck? Like, why can't I lose that weight? And it's just a different process. It really is. And we have to find what works best for every individual body. And maybe your husband does lose weight a little easier, your partner or whatever. Um, And the same thing for men. Like, maybe your wife loses weight easier. And we have to find what works best for your body. So that's really portraying that everybody is an individual. Mm-hmm. And that it's trial and error mostly when you start until you figure out exactly what is best for you as an individual. And then once you figure that out, then you have a solid game plan to go forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing we wanted to talk about was on our in-body scale, we measure base metabolic rate, right? And you can calculate this out to an average amount of what you maybe be bur- would be burning. Um, but your base metabolic rate is how much your body burns day to day doing nothing. Like absolutely nothing. Not even calculates how much calories you burn with you when you brush your teeth, right? Anything like that. It's just how much your body burns day to day naturally. And when you lift weights, you oftentimes increase that base metabolic rate. So that's kind of the benefit of lifting weights uh, for weight loss, right? But one thing that's important to us to touch on is when you have that base metabolic rate, that is kind of your target range about, wow, I should be eating at least this amount, if probably a lot more, right? And one thing we see a lot of in the studio is people think that, oh, when I... I have to be only eating a thousand calories to lose weight a day. When actuality, your base metabolic rate is probably at least 1200. And that's a low base metabolic rate, but at least 1200 calories, right? To lose weight. So otherwise your body's going to go into a fat storing mode. So if you think about it, 
you have all this muscle on you and you need to eat a minimum of calories each day to keep that muscle on you. If you burn, let's say your body burns 1400 calories by itself if you were to sit on the couch the entire day and you get a workout in that day where you burn 500 calories, that's 1900 calories of energy that your body needs to stay exactly where you are. And then if you think about it, if you're moving throughout the day, you have a job where you're on your feet or even fidgeting, you know, things like that, you add a little bit more in. So let's say that means that you have to eat between 21 and 2200 a day. If you want to lose some weight, then you take a little bit off of that. But that means you're still eating probably at least like 16 to 1700 calories a day. If you eat below your BMR, you are going to put yourself into a starvation mode and your body is not going to know when you want to eat next and it's going to hold on to that fat. I was going to ask you too, if you could touch on, Taylor, what the difference between that versus, like eating enough versus a calorie deficit for weight loss, right? And this is one thing we as trainers, we talk to our clients about being in a calorie deficit. So what's the difference between, you know, eating enough, right, and being in that calorie deficit to lose weight? So a calorie deficit, you're still above your basal metabolic rate, but you are still eating less than your body's going to burn in a day. So that way you can really target those fat storages and you can lose weight without stressing your body out because you need to eat enough for your basic functions. So that would be where if you were burning that 1400 naturally and then you're getting your workout in and moving throughout the day, you need to add a little bit on top of that so you can support all your basic functions, but then you're still in that deficit so you can get that weight loss in as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's like something important to remember and this doesn't work for everyone. That's important to recognize too is like calorie deficits aren't for everyone and they weren't, they won't work for everyone's body type. So it, that's where that testing, that understanding what works for your body really comes into play, right? So understanding and figuring out what's best for you is really essential for uh, losing weight. And at the end of the day, you need to listen to your body. If you are hungry, your body's telling you that you need some food in your system then you need to eat something let's say that your body's telling you to sleep then you need that sleep you have to listen to your body and then adjust and go from there yeah and so we're going to talk about a little bit more on the outliers part of losing weight right so the things we don't always think about which comes down to sleep eating exercise and stress those are the main four that we see a lot of with our clients and people struggle the most with uh, keeping in control of. So when I think of exercise, the first one, I think of being consistent and that doesn't necessarily mean always killing your body. Like that doesn't mean coming to, to, to the gym five days, six days, seven days a week, right? It could be you haven't worked out in a couple of years and you just need to get in here maybe two to three days a week, get into that consistent schedule of coming to the gym, right? And finding that routine that works best for you. I would say that's when we see the best results for people is it's not always coming to the gym, sleep, breathing it. So, I don't know. Yeah. Just 
doing that. So. <laughs> so like you said, when it comes to consistency, you're going to have good days and bad days. There's going to be days where you can't pull the same weight as you did before. But, you know, that comes down to your sleeping, your diet, your stress levels. You know, everything that you had just said plays a factor into that. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, even us as trainers, I think people think that we are working out all the time, and that's definitely not true. So I think when we tell that and we say we take rest days, we actually have days where we rest and we eat a lot. We binge. And... Not binge in a bad way, but like we eat a lot of calories because we know our bodies need that and our mental health needs that too, you know? So keeping that in perspective, being consistent in the gym, having that routine, but then also treating yourself and making room for de-stressing activities as well. Like go out to dinner, have those drinks if you need it. Don't drink all the time every night, but be consistent in the gym, eat a healthy diet, and yeah i would say life is all about a balance you know so when it comes to taylor would know these exactly (laughs) so when it comes to the points that we've been making you know when it comes to consistency stress sleeping diet etc you know you need to find what works for you and sometimes it's a lot of trial and error let's say that you are super stressed at work and you got home super late from your job you want to make it to an early class but you are not going to get a lot of sleep that's okay your body is telling you that you need that sleep in order to function that next day so let's say you don't get to the group class that you want to get to that's fine maybe you just do something later at home or you cut your calories down a little bit because you didn't get that workout in that day it's just taking what the cards that you've been dealt and going from there definitely and touching on a little bit more about stress and how our bodies react to stress and uh, I think one thing that I like to tell my clients that's important to me is I don't like looking at as exercise as a chore right I don't want people to think oh yeah my trainer's forcing me to go to the gym right now and I am being thrown into this facility and I have no options and this is what I'm paying for. I want people to actually want to go to the gym and de-stress after a long day. And so changing our mentality a bit to look at, hey, I'm going to go to the gym and I really don't feel like going, but I know I need it because I'm really stressed and I'm not going to lift heavy. I'm not going to lift like a lot of weight. I might just go on the treadmill and watch a movie and walk. That's what I'm going to do because I feel like it. So changing our perspective of how we handle stress and looking at the gym as an outlet, and it won't always be an outlet for stress, but changing that perspective of a chore to a de-stressor, I think, really changes the game. And any type of movement is movement, right? So if you are going to lift heavy one day, but that next day maybe you need a little extra rest, you didn't get good sleep, you're stressed out with work or whatever it is, you know You go to the gym, you have a little bit of me time. You can close out everything in your life that's going on and just focus for that next 30, 60 minutes on what you want to accomplish and how you're feeling. Definitely, yeah. I think that's that's a good way to look at it and uh, keep in perspective that life happens, um, but also trying our best to stay consistent, get good sleep, 
focus on the little things and I think that's where you're going to see the best results right so just be easy on yourself life throws punches you got to roll with it well this has been the first episode of the JP Venice podcast with Bobby and Taylor and we really appreciate you guys tuning in uh we really enjoyed covering the first topic of why weight loss is not linear and you guys can feel free to leave comments questions uh and message us about some upcoming topics you maybe want to hear from us uh feel free to follow us on social on jp fitness mn on instagram and facebook and then our website is jpfitnessmn.com so feel free to message on there as well uh we'll see you on our next podcast wink wink